the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com is uh, joining us now. Bill, uh, first of all, you can't say anything but good things about this uh, development. I mean, it is because the president was so strong on North Korea that... We've at least brought them to the table, but what do you make of this? Beck, you can't say anything bad about it? Well, what's MSNBC been doing all morning? They say that this is a farce, and it's just to deflect their words away from Stormy Daniels. Okay, so hang on just a second. I don't want to talk about it. I don't care. I'm going to play you. I don't care about MSNBC. No, 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 but it's a bigger deal, and you should care. Because this goes to the heart of information flow. Not everybody listens to Glenn Beck. Almost everybody. (laughs) And me, Bill O'Reilly. Almost everybody does. But not everybody. Well, I understand understand that, but uh, here's here's the thing. On this particular issue, um, you know, I've had people write to me. I've had family members write to me and say, what does this mean? What, what, what does this really mean? Uh, and I, I, I'd, I'd like care. to, I, I don't care about MSNBC. Here, here's, I know you don't care, and you're right not to care, <laughs> but it's bigger than them. Okay, all right. Because you so, have so, to understand so, something. They don't do stuff in a vacuum I know, over there. I know, I know. All right, they're, they're not ordered to do it, but every morning, and your audience should know this, every single morning there is a fact sent out to all the left-wing loons in the media. All right? And the fact says, here are our talking points today. Bing, 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 bing. All right? And then you can see it on, the, on television. There's very few left-wingers on the radio, so you don't hear it a lot on the radio. All right, what does this mean? So the, the key thing here is the Chinese whispered into the ear of Kim Jong-un that you better knock it off because it's bad for business. Our business, Chinese business, okay? The whole thing that you're doing here, trying to be a provocateur, trying to cause trouble, is hurting our business. And our business is not that good right now. (laughs) So communist China, their economy is not that great. They're not making China great again at this point, okay? They're not doing it because there's a billion and a half people, most of whom don't have electricity, and they get a little teed off about it over there in China. Okay? So China needs a robust, word of the day, <laughs> trade with the United States. How do you do that with Vietnam? A... They don't care about the other countries. They need robust trade with the USA to send us all the stuff they make. Trump is basically saying, look, you see this little steel boycott we're putting up here? This is just a signal to you guys. Pretty soon we're going to have a T-shirt and hat boycott. means we're not going to take your stuff. All right? That's why this is happening, Beck. It's a trade. All of this is tied into making China force this nut in North Korea to knock it off. So do you believe believe that the trade war will be called off? Yes, I do. I I don't even think it was ever going to be a trade war. All right, that Trump basically and his crew said, we're going to rattle some sabers. We'll rattle some sabers. So, Bill, we'll say, o- I want to yeah, say, we'll say we're going to do this, and then everybody will collapse and, and, and we'll get better parade deals, and then uh, I'll look good. And that's what happened. 
Uh, so do you so when will this trade war uh, when will we be able to declare victory and see that turn around? What would be well, the thing to give it a little time? Um, the North Korean thing is just a start. I assume they're going to meet on Chinese soil Beck. All right. Yeah, I assume that's what they'll do. They'll meet on Chinese soil. Um, and when that happens, when the announcement is, uh, well, we're going to meet here at this place, then you'll know O'Reilly was 100% right about everything he said on March 9th. <laughs> that will be your signal. Even Stu will get it. Okay? Wow. Oh, that's, oh. that's right. <laughs> Meeting in China. So here's the, here's the important parts of this, I think. Yes. Uh, first of all, I don't believe that Kim Jong-un is going to denuclearize uh, North Korea. Um, okay. I think that um, uh, North Korea, as always, it, it will use this to their advantage. This is a giant PR move from them. The president of the United States coming to meet with North Korea, that's a huge win for Kim Jong-un. He's now at the table with the president. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't really care about looks, quite honestly, is if we can get things done. I don't care um, how it. You know, we ask Tell you to turn to stop yourself. Calling. We, tell, we we ask people to turn off their cell phones. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I have okay, so, so much communication. That was a call from Beijing, by the way. Yeah. So I'm not gonna take it. All right, okay. <laughs> okay so, uh, uh, so they're they're going to. He's going to use this as propaganda. He's been on this propaganda campaign since you yeah. know the the uh, the Olympics, um, and so I don't think we're actually going to get anything. We have to just we got to try it. And I applaud President Trump for getting this part, uh, getting this far. I, I'm pretty sure he's not naive on what this, you know, what North Korea but is Trump and what they're going to do. No, 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 no. Number one, uh, North Korea has got to behave for six months. All right. That's number one. They, got, they can't fire any missiles. Uh, they can't. They've got to behave. All right. Number two, Trump's already won. It's already a victory for Trump. Yes. Because the headline in most of the media, but that will quickly change because of what I said in the beginning of this conversation. It's going to quickly change. So Trump's already won. You know, he looks like, okay, I'm a hard ass, uh, sorry, I'm a hard guy. <laughs> um, and uh, they're folding. Yes. Uh, the North Koreans, look, that's how the administration's spinning it. All right. If you want to watch Trump spin, you go to Fox News. And, and what they're spinning on Fox, not, not the anchors, but the guests, is, see, we told you, Trump's such a hard guy that, that Kim has to come to the table. That's the spin coming out of the administration. So Trump's already won. He's a tough guy. Great. All right? I agree. And, and so most of this stuff that happens, not only in the Trump administration, but the Obama administration, every administration, all right, with the exception of Bush the Younger, fascinating, he never even bothered to play these games, Bush the Younger. Um, is is perception, but it's not reality. So we don't know what Kim Jong-un are going to do, but you're right, we have to assume he's not going to do anything. He's going to continue to develop whatever he wants to develop over there rather than trying to feed his people. He's got big problems, Beck. I mean, they don't have anything to oh, eat I know, over there. I know, I know, I know. So and if so, the Chinese so, decide to actively undermine him, which I'm sure was the threat, mm-hmm. the Chinese secret police um, actively undermine him, you know, his head will be on a stick in two months. 
So that's what's going on. So let me let me kind of switch gears and go to trade because you're you're tying this into trade. Yes, and I think there's I think there's a good chance that you're right on that. No, However, it's a tremendous it's chance. 100%, right, That's Bill? It's 100%. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, I think there is a good chance that that is, is tied into this. Uh, however, uh, trade wars are very bad. The, the strong arm threats, yes. okay, maybe. Um, but you got to remember Smoot Holly. I mean, every time this is tried, it fails miserably, hurts the average worker hurts the economy all around the world it can it can cause just just wreaks havoc um if it's a threat that's one thing uh and if he is threatening these things and saying well you got to come to the table okay that's that's one way to deal with it and you can respect that uh however you you seem to believe that these are not going to go through Okay, first of all, Smoot Harley is one of my favorite country singers. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to see his show this summer. Right. The guy is just off the chart. Right. Second of all, all right. It's two guys, Beck, two guys. Beck. Yes. Beck. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Trump follows a playbook. A hundred percent of his reelection potential lies with jobs and increasing wages for American workers, 100%. He will not be reelected unless that is really going up. So a trade war, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is a bunch of little, I'm going to do this, you're not going to ship this, I'm going to do that. But in the end, it's going to stay the same. However, he'll come up with a couple of deals. NAFTA be renegotiated. He'll get a better deal with Sweden. We'll get more, uh, you know, uh, reindeer hides at cheaper price. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he'll make a bunch of little deals. He'll go, wow, look at the deal I made. I'm the greatest deal maker. But there's not going to be any trade war back. Because he can't get reelected unless all then the why, cylinders of the economy are, are buzzing. Why do the people around him, including his economic advisor, walk this week and say, I can't be a part of this? Is he not telling? Uh, because, uh, now, that's an excellent question. And I have to say, I don't know why Cohn left. Um, but it wasn't solely over a tariff threat. I mean, maybe he wanted uh, to make more money. I have no idea. I really don't know. What, but I do know Donald Trump, and what, what happens with him as a person is very instructive to all of personnel decisions. Um, Trump has a very short concentration span, okay? Now, that can be good in the sense that he doesn't waste a lot of time mm. like Barack Obama did in endless meetings that go nowhere. But he tires of, of things, and folks, too. He gets tired of it. And then he kind of loses interest. And, and a lot of times when personnel decisions are made, he's kind of lost interest in the, in the uh, person. Here's a good example. I mean, uh, I have said for uh, months that Jeff Sessions is going to be out yeah. as attorney general. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because Trump just lost interest in him when he recused himself in the Russia investigation. He was no longer useful to Trump. Mm -hmm. that make sense to yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now Sessions went out to California 
and lay down the gauntlet on sanctuary cities. So Trump is reengaged with Sanchez. And then the next day, Sanchez says, you know what? I may appoint a special counsel to look into the dossier FISA stuff. Aha! Now Trump likes him. So this is the way things go. And you never know, you know, a guy like Aaron Cohen, the economic advisor, there, there are millions of other things. I'm reading a headline in my hometown newspaper, Newsday on Long Island. Trump misstep on world trade. Tariffs risk a massive loss of U.S. jobs. This is the headline. Mm-hmm. These morons who run this newspaper don't know anything. Trump would never risk a, quote, massive loss of U.S. jobs for anything. Wait, 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 wait. Unless he believes it, everything in his life has led to uh, has led people to believe that he believes that the one thing that I think he truly believes in because it's been consistent his entire life is he believes in trade barriers and trade wars. No, but you're wrong. You're reading it wrong. He doesn't believe in that. He doesn't care about that. He believes in nationalism. Nationalism. Which is not necessarily So if he thinks <laughs> that if he thinks that his bluster about tariffs going to create jobs in the steel and aluminum industries, which he does believe, then he's going to do it. But it won't. But okay, maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, Number one, I don't even think we're going to get there because I think he's going to make his little deals and declare victory. Okay, that'd be okay. great. That'd be great. You know, look, if you think that Donald Trump studied uh, the tariff situation prior to the Civil War of this United States and then made decisions based on uh, how tariffs have worked over the, uh, over the country's uh, existence, you're crazy. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a gut fighter. All right. His gut tells him and that's why he's doing it. But as soon as it doesn't work, then he pulls it back. Would Bill O'Reilly have had uh, Nunberg on this week? No. You know, and I said on BillOReilly.com that it was a tough decision. And I said, you know, I might have had him on if I had him on first. All right. That was my analysis. If they offered me Nunberg first and he hadn't been on the other cable shows, sure, I'd take him. And you would have taken him as well, yes, right? Yes. But as soon as I saw that he was inebriated or whatever he was, then I wouldn't do it. And I think you would have made the same decision, correct? Yes. Yeah, the first time you would take it. Uh, but, right. but by the time he had done three shows in your building, I mean, you know, geez, Bill, I know where the bar is across from uh, CNN. Yeah, he's spent <laughs> time in it. Right. And he spent time there. And so is everybody else at CNN. So, uh, you know, you, you eventually say, wait, there, there's nothing. We're watching a guy just destroy himself. He's, right. by the way, and testifying then, today. What do you want to be a part of? But I just loved Aaron Burnett. Aaron Bay. You know, I, I think I smell alcohol in your breath. Are you, are you dr-? But she didn't go, are you drunk? Are you inebriated here? I think I feel milk all in your breath. You know, it's such a mealy mouth. You know, just say what you want, madam. Will you? you think he's drunk? Tell the audience he's drunk. It's your program. You have a responsibility to do it. Bill, I don't know. There, there's a nomination now for the EEOC uh, chair that uh, happened in December and nobody is paying attention to. And the Senate is not standing uh, against this. It's a um, it's a a, a, a radical uh, LGBT activist that uh, the president has appointed and the Senate may approve. And we just went through some of some of her statements. And I just want to give you a couple of these and get your comments. 
When it comes to sexual orientation and religious freedom, when they come into conflict, she has said, quote, I am having a hard time coming up with any case in which religious liberty should win. Sexual liberty should win in most cases. There can be a conflict between religious liberty and sexual liberty, but in almost all cases, sexual liberty should win because that's the only way the dignity of gay people can be affirmed in any realistic manner. She said, we simply should not tolerate any private beliefs about sexual orientation and and gender identity that adversely affect the ability of LGBT people to live in the world. I have all the sympathy for the evangelical Christian couple who may wish to run a bed and breakfast from which they can exclude unmarried straight couples and gay couples. But this is a point where I believe there is zero sum nature in the game of uh, inevitab- inevitability. Making a decision in this zero sum game, I am convinced so- society needs to come down on protecting the liberty of LGBT people. Um, there, um, we need a law that permits no individual exceptions based on religious beliefs. So that means that any kind of uh, access to anyone's business has to be accepted by uh, every person in the United States. Well, you know, it's fascism. What is what it is, but here's the big picture on this. And I know you didn't see this because if you had, you would have mentioned it right off the top. This week on BillOReilly.com, we did an investigative report, and the investigation that we did was on the leaders of the Women's March movement. I did see that it. is tied in very heavily with what you just said. Yes, the LGBTs. Okay, the three top leaders of the Women's March movement. Guess who their best friend is, Beck? Louis Farrakhan. You bet. Did you do this earlier this week? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad. Thank God there's somebody in this country on this. So, you've got this Women's March, Women's Movement, Me Too, Time's Up, all of this stuff. And they're presenting it themselves as women empowerment. And this woman, this EEOC uh, chair, uh, proposed chair, is presenting herself as um, alternative lifestyle empowerment. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we want freedom for these people, these oppressed women, these oppressed gays, whatever it may be. That's what we want. That's the presentation that the media has put forth to the American people. It's not true. These are pressure organizations designed to tear down the traditional fabric of America. So how can you justify, if you're the leader of the Women's uh, March movement, which came out of that that march right after uh, Trump was inaugurated, Mm -hmm. it's now an organization, Mm -hmm. Women's March movement. If you're posing for pictures with the most vicious anti-Semite in the country, what does that say about the Women's March movement's tolerance of Jewish Americans or Jews all over the world. Mm -hmm. What does it say? It says they're not worthy of tolerance, does it not? So the Jews are not worthy of tolerance. Because Louis Farrakhan can go out and say, the Jews are the worst people on earth. 
I mean, he actually says we want to kill white people. Well, the whites are devils. And it's not that those right, three were right, just right. So, not just so having their picture taken. They were the at pe- the latest meeting where he was giving his speech. They were sitting there in the front. And, the, and after the speech, they posed for pictures yes. and put it on their Facebook accounts. Yes. yes. Okay. So there's no tolerance for white people or Jewish people. All right, but there's this giant tolerance for women, but not all women. If you're a pro-life woman, you can't march with them. So this is just another example of this uh, stealth fascism, all right, that has been misrepresented to the American people by the New York Times and the Washington Post. You see this uh, in their newspapers? Okay? They know what's going on. How could you not know? It's on Facebook. They're proud of it. So this is the stuff that that drives me nuts, and I want everybody to go to BillOReilly.com. We've got my commentary posted, all the facts, pictures of these women, what these women have said. So don't give me any, any of this, I want freedom for this group, and this freedom should override everybody else's religious rights. They destroy religion if they could, Beck. You know that. That's one of the big tenets of the radical left. So, Get religion out. So here is here is the here was the fear of of some people um, uh, that were conservative on Donald Trump. The fear was that uh, he would uh, do some things. Uh, like civil asset forfeiture, which which uh, just happened with Jeff Sessions in an amazing press conference, um, uh, and violate the Constitution, that he would appoint people like this uh, person. Her name is Chai Feldblum. Uh, she's a radical LGBT activist it go, it being appointed to the chair of the EEOC, and the Republicans are not standing up in the Senate. There's a few... But they're using their body to block it. But there's no one coming to the rescue, and nobody is standing up against this. Because and this they're is, afraid. Well, they're, of, they're afraid because they're going to be demonized in all the left-wing media if they do, if they oppose. If, They'll be demonized. But They'll if be, they don't oppose, it is the First Amendment. It's the First Amendment. Yeah, but they, I don't think this woman will get through, by the way. I do. If the you people don't stand up, if the people don't stand up, they will. I mean, look, Donald Trump listens to the voters and and the Senate. They're nothing but spineless worms uh, with it, with few exceptions. Uh, and uh, if the people stand up, they will reject her. There's no place for the conservatives to go, uh, you know, in the Senate. If you're GOP, you would never you would have been ringing the bell like crazy if Obama would have done this. We would have been crazy. So the minute people find out about this, they'll stand up and the GOP will fold. But if the people don't know about this and don't stand up, she'll go right through. Well, it's a, it's a good point because you're not getting any. Uh, I didn't even know, it, yeah, know about it. I know. All right. I, know. I mean, I'm, I'm doing other stuff. I, I can't know. know about everything. Um, I just found out it, about it yesterday. The way to sell this, if you're going to try to sell it, is in a bigger, bigger area, not just this woman. Okay, that, look, religion's under siege. This, this is what, you know, the Jewish religion is attacked every day by Louis Farrakhan, all right? 
the Jewish religion, and the ones that are helping him are in charge of the women's radical movement now. And they don't say they're radicals. They just say, oh, the women's movement, here we are. Me, you know. And we tied it in to the Me Too stuff. They're buddies with the Women's March movement. They're pals. They appeared yeah. on The View together. And they're running the, the, the gun thing for the students. Right. They're involved in everything. Yeah. And if you oppose them, believe me, you're going to be accused of misconduct. Believe me. And that's why the politicians don't. Because they know if you come out and you oppose the women's groups, they're going to come after you. And what happens? Just the allegations of conviction, right? That's why they have obtained tremendous power over the last year. Because men are scared to death about any of this stuff. And that's why you're not seeing opposition publicly against this woman you mentioned. Bill O'Reilly, thanks for all of your hard work. Thanks for uh, standing and speaking out. And uh, thanks brilliance? for brilliance. Uh, do I hear the word brilliance? Um, uh, yeah, uh, when you mentioned it about my questions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I will say, Bill, I'm, I'm a tad concerned about yes. you, that you may be a little congested. Do you have the sniffles right I, now? I was down in Florida, and, and they have the worst allergy season there ever, and I got uh, little allergies. Oh, okay. But unlike Beck, I, I, I don't stay home and <laughs> in my jammies. I'm, uh, I'm here and I'm working. You, do, you I'm lucky. do your show every day from your home. I know. and I No, no, no. We're in the studio sometimes. Something. You guys got to look. I want you guys to make it a mission this weekend to go to BillOReilly.com. We have so much good stuff and breaking stuff this I've week. I've seen it, Bill. I've seen it. Isn't I it watch. Really I'm, good, a, I'm a subscriber. I don't think you're a subscriber of mine, but I'm a subscriber. No, of no, no. I have somebody watching you all the time, Beck. Yeah, no, on a, every, probably on a free ride. Do. Probably on a free ride. That's probably what it is. Uh, coming out of Bill <laughs> O'Reilly's bank account. Uh, <laughs> Bill, God bless. Thanks, man. All have right, a good thanks weekend. Thanks for having me in, guys. You bet. Have a good weekend. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Glenn Beck. The play.